Yo, it's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show, episode number 72 with Nell Rojas. Nell um, is most recently known for finishing first place American woman in 2022, April, Boston, and also when she basically like catapulted herself onto the scene. Um, obviously, she's been doing it, but she basically became a household name like overnight it seemed like um when she finished first place american woman in 2021 october boston so i just was lo looking forward to this and so for so many reasons number one because she's like just a monster number two um i've been following on instagram for a minute and just love watching like her put in work i follow her on youtube too she shares a lot about her workouts and stuff like that she approaches it a little differently she does a lot of strength training it looks like um and she's just a beast when it comes to you know the grind and the work and then also um she is a latina woman so it's really cool to see someone representing a space or representing a culture or a nationality that just doesn't get, um, it's not as well represented in running as we'd like for it to be someday. So to have someone else uh, on the show that is um, different than the than the average or the typical you know um, professional runner, just to be frank, was really cool. And we talked about that a little bit, but then we talked about her her. Uh, how she came to where she is at this point, her journey in running. We talked about her uh, relationship with food. Um, far too far too often, we just don't talk about athletes' relationship to food and is it healthy? Um, not is the food healthy, but is the relationship with food healthy? Um, um, it seems like it kind of skews more towards the uh, to the lady side of things as well. Like this whole. Um, you know, body shaming thing. Like, do you have to be like this one shape um, or this ideal shape to be a, a good runner? So we talked about that as well. So this is a really good conversation. Hopefully you like it as well. I had a really great time. Hopefully I gained a friend for life with Nell because she's just absolutely amazing and loved every second of this interview. So please enjoy it. Make sure you follow um, the Run, Eat, Sleep show on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that subscribe button to this podcast. Um, check out Nell if you haven't. You need to go follow her, watch her stuff because she's absolutely amazing and she's doing great things. Check this out. Let me know what you think. Let's go. Yo, Nell Rojas, how are you doing today? I'm good. Um, I'm yeah, I'm doing well. Um, I think it's hilarious that you said you're nervous. Um, well, I kind of am though, because like it's like. Cause I know, like, cause I know, I know a little bit about you, but like, sometimes, like, some the people I get to interview, like, they're like names that have been around for a long time, so you kind of there's a bunch to know, you know, and it's like I can, I can kind of like feel my way out and all that, but like, you seem to like come on, the, and you kind of have a, you got a demeanor about you that's kind of like, don't mess with me too, so you know, it's it's a it's a real thing. Um, we'll start off by saying I love the, I like the hoodie though, like I like the the loop. Yeah. It's nice. I like it's Adidas. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Good segue. No, but um, so how how are you? What are we, two weeks or so? Are we two weeks from Boston or is that three weeks ago? It seems like two it was weeks. yesterday. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, yeah, two weeks. Have you started running yet again? No, no, I haven't started running yet. So I'm dealing with this thing. Um, it's like a tendonitis of the of uh, the knee-ish area. Um, and so I'm trying to like work through that. And I don't really feel like there's a rush back so much like because i don't want to like hurt it and have to keep sitting out all summer so 
the goal is to sit back and relax and try to get better and do all the stuff like strength training and mm -hmm. cool things like that to try to get myself back together. Are you, did you just, do you jump right back into running? Like as soon as you collect, you know, the, the metal? No, no, no. <laughs> um, I, I take two weeks off. So I just ran right. for the first time today and. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it felt like I was giving birth. <laughs> Something's wrong with my pelvis. I was like, okay, we're in the yeah. You, it's like not. It's, it's not used to all this stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, like pulling in weird directions. I don't know. All right. Well, let's just like this is not going to go normal. I could tell. Um. So what? Like, I think I've heard you say somewhere that you really like. Uh, it's like I think a post and you're dealing with an injury. I like to talk about your injury too, like from 2020. But you kind of talked about it like in a way that you liked or appreciate the the feeling of like not being fit and like coming back from an injury or coming back from like a hiatus or something like that. Um, can you describe that a little bit or is that accurate? And then like just kind of talk to me about why because so many of us, you know, slower folks like probably feel like the need to get back to it right away to stay at this level of yeah. fitness that we have yeah i mean i think of it as like i empty my cup like completely like mm -hmm. especially like heading into the marathon at the marathon like it's depleted like there's yeah. nothing left so I, I think of it as like i need two weeks to like completely refill that cup so that yeah. i can like, give everything that i've got for the yeah. next six months you know because i have races coming up I have so like I give my like I like to I like to take two weeks off I like honestly like I like to get like a little chubby okay. um just like because like that's like my where I like gravitate towards is just like drinking wine eating good food mm -hmm. uh staying up late um and then you know it's not like I like love being out of shape i don't like being out of shape. it's like i just love it so much <laughs> yeah. it's more like i'm like i i like challenges so every yeah. time i'm like okay this is a challenge like yeah. i feel like awful yeah um but like i get to like work into that and i know okay. like, i'm just patient and i know it'll be okay yeah that i mean then you just gotta trust you know the the training and um and i guess it can be like I mean, I, I I've always taken because I've just, I've run three marathons, so don't like make it seem like I've, I've run, run a bunch of them. Well, I, I mean, great because that thing. means I'm almost just like you now. Like we yeah, are exactly. almost there. We are almost there. Um, so we'll uh, yeah, and so every after every uh, marathon I've done, I've taken uh, two weeks off per my yeah. coach or whatever. Good. So, but Good. I think that it's really cool. Like you do get really antsy like after a week because you're like, I kind of want to run again, you know. But it's to me, I mean, I'd love to hear you kind of talk about it because your your balance has to be a little different than mine, obviously, um, because like this is your job or your career right now. Mm -hmm. um, do you, uh, cause I said something before, like it's like you have to, we, we go so hard like on our goals, like as runners, like type A type, and we're just like going, going, going miles, 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 all that stuff. But then we have like this support system around us that is like supporting us from like, day one of training block all the way through to the marathon and then we just turn right around or whatever race we do and we turn right around and jump right back out there like i think sometimes that 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 off time is also a good time to like reset and like reset reset your values kind of revisit some of the things that we kind of neglected like you know wine and good food and 
and Netflix and stuff like that and family. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you feel about like that other side of like the balance part of like life in not just running? Um, yeah, I think, you know, training for a marathon, like I think everyone can appreciate, everyone who's run a marathon can appreciate like the balance is like skewed and the balance mm-hmm. is bad. And some people come into it. Like I, I coach people who are like, I need to stay balanced. Like mm-hmm. I have family and I'm like, okay, we can, we can stay balanced. We can yeah. like help you create this schedule that like make helps you stay balanced. And, um, and we're going to like make gold based off of that. Right. Um, for me, um, I am like, if I, if I like do let myself go every once in a while and like, like these two weeks, then I really like, I really like the, the like really diving into, to training and like, you know, being super focused and diligent as long as I get like a break every once in a while, um, I'm fine. Like if I go out, like if I drink wine and like have like two or three glasses of wine every three months and like kind of let loose, I'm like, okay, that was enough. Like I'm good. You know, I can, I can like maintain with half a glass of wine on the weekends, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's how, that's how I, I think everyone is so different though. Yeah. I mean, but I think all of us could like take some, it would, I think it'd benefit so many of us, um, to just take some time to unwind a little bit. Um, I mean, because obviously the body needs some rest as well, but at the same, especially from, from a marathon training standpoint, um, because you really do go through a lot, you know, of, um, uh, you put your body through a ton and then mentally though, too, like it, it, it definitely helps to just take a step back from like constantly chasing and cause it's a lot of mental strength to go through a training block, let alone, you know, um, you know, just live light, like normal life. You have to fit it in. You have to, you know, jobs or whatever, kids, family, all that. And then you have to go run. And so that's a lot mentally too. Yeah. I mean this last, so I ran Boston in October Mm -hmm. and then this last April, like Boston in October, like I went so into the well, I went, I mean like the last nine miles, you know, were like, so like, so physically and mentally like in there, you know? So coming into this next, this, this, this past Boston, I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, like two days before I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to go back there yet. Like, oh, really? I, cause I, I don't know if I, I've like, you know, cause it, they were close together. It's a really hard race. Yeah. They are. Yeah. That was a lot. That's yeah. Lot. And I was like, I know I can like, you know, perform well, but like, I was like, Oh, but I got really lucky. And like the morning of, I was like, I'm ready. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like it was like everything came together and I was like, okay, here we go. Was it like the, was, cause I was, I was got, I got a chance to run the race too. So I was in Boston. Was it like the, is it the atmosphere that like got you together? Like you got there and you're just, you're in Boston and like, okay, like now you just had to be there again to be like, to lock into that. Cause like for like two days before or three days before you're like, I don't know. Um, what <laughs> yeah. was, I mean, what was that that like kind of made you go, okay, well, I think we're, I think we're here. I think it was like, just like, you know, the days before the race, there's a lot going on in your mind, right? You have all these um, worries and you have all these 
like daydreams and you have all these different <laughs> emotions, like high emotions coming yeah. on, you know? And I think like, <clears throat> I just really had to, I had to like, hold off, hold off, hold off on, yeah. on feeling anything. Cause I was like, just like, so um, almost like in, in like a shock position mm -hmm. going into this, just with everything going on. And then um, I just let myself kind of accept the situation and accept what was going to be the morning of. And that's like when that's like the, 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 I just needed it to be like right before the race. And like, I couldn't have done it any other way. So I think for some reason I got there, I got there and I, my body knew how to get there. Um, yeah. And so like, just for, for all the, like the Boston folks out there that like have done it or going to do it, or, you know, they've done it a hundred times or whatever. Um, what was like, so after, because I think I've heard you say that you um, you were prepared like physically, but you just didn't know. Um, you kind of underestimated po possibly like the the course and like how it would work out and the difficulty of it uh, the first time around. Um, what changed like from one training block to the next? Like after you ran the first one, what changed mindset wise and like kind of plan a little bit going into that second training block? Um. Yeah, I basically ramped up the hills, ramped up the downhills because mm -hmm. I really think the only way to, to understand the Boston course is to run the Boston course. Yeah, like yeah. you're like people are, you know, you you know, people are like telling you like the downhill, and you're like okay, you know, and people are telling you like the hills, and you're like okay. Uh, so you train a little bit on both, but then like after, I'm sure you had this. You're like oh wow. Okay. 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 Oh, that's downhill. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I think, you know, with that experience, I was able to kind of ramp up the hills, ramp up the downhill. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's hard to training for Boston is hard because all I really want to do is run fast. Like I really like fast workouts, mm -hmm. but I sacrificed almost all of my threshold runs on to be like slow on hills. Okay. Like most of them were slow on hills. And um, it, I think it was easier to sacrifice knowing that that would, that is what was right. going to pay off in the long run. So I did that, this, this one, I ramped up my mileage a little bit. Um, and that's basically it for yeah. my training. Yeah. Yeah. And so the one thing that like for the first time running it, that first mile what is it like a, a negative like 150 feet or whatever yeah it felt like somebody like kicks you off a cliff yeah 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 you're <laughs> like you, up with your feet yeah and everybody's like well you know take it easy on the first stream i'm like how it's not like this is impossible like you can't right um but you know like and then but for you it's a little different though too because you guys go out and it's like everybody's the same pace so i was able to kind of use the people around to kind of slow down and you know, not try to, you know, zigzag around people. You don't have to mm -hmm. do that though. But yeah. um yeah. So yeah, whoever's watching this, the first mile, it's your your strap on your seatbelt and, and try your best to stay controlled. <laughs> right, exactly. You because you could fly and then before you know it, you're at 5K and you PR'd on a 5K and you're like, well, <laughs> well hopefully this is a great day. <laughs> it was my marathon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, so we started pretty much at the end. Um, so, so let, can we go back to the beginning a little bit? Um, I normally start off the show by asking like, you know, what, how did you get into running? Um, I know that you, uh, your, your father was, is, as a, they call him a legend in his own right for sure. Um, so t 
tell me a little bit like how running started for you and then we'll kind of make our way to back to the professional life. Mm, um, basically, you know, my dad coached, um, my dad's always been a running coach. So like growing up, I mean, he had a, he had a day job, but mm. growing up, he coached like a hundred runners and his office was in my basement. So they'd come over to my house, you know, I'd always, I knew them. I still like, they're still around. Like a lot of right. them, he still coaches and I see right. a lot of them on the track or, um, and basically just like always being around runners. Um, I grew up like playing on the jump, high jump mats, the pole vault mats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I ran a little bit, like a very little bit when I was a kid, but then, um, you know, really ran basically in high school um, and just like found my, found my passion for it. You know, I was, I played other sports that I also loved. So yeah. like, equally basically. So um, I got to kind of like play basketball in the winter and like take a break from running and, um, and then run track in the spring and then take a break and travel in the summer and then run cross country in the fall. So did your, did your dad like help out a lot with running or was he just kind of like, let you do your thing. And, you know, um, as you got more serious, he kind of jumped in or when did he start like trying to like show you how to run and do it properly? Oh, um, I mean, he let my high school coach coach me, which I think like he kind of had to just like step all the way out. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, interfere. And I think yeah. actually I got lucky cause I think he made that mistake with my older brothers. So uh-huh. like, and then like the, you know, and then it was like, okay, I'm with the high school coach. So, which worked out really well for me. I think I absolutely should not have been coached by my dad in high school. <laughs> um, so it basically like, and then I went to college, I ran in college. And then after college, he started coaching me. And so since you, you're you doing great here, you're segueing me really well. So like for college, so you you walked on um, to uh, North, Northern Arizona University, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was uh what was that like? Um, because like some of the people we talked to are like, you know, they went for they they crushed it senior year and then they went went scholarship and all that. What was that like walking on um to a team like that? I mean, looking back on it, it was like it was perfect. Like, could yeah. not have been a more perfect um place for me. Mainly because like I walked on, um, the coach didn't expect a single thing from me, <laughs> right. nothing, you know, like, so I had no, I had no pressure on me. I had no right. expectations. Right. I didn't feel that at all. So I just got to like kind of perform and work hard and do my mm-hmm. thing. And, um, you know, we had at that time, there was a really good, um, girls team earlier. There was like, we had, um, Ida and Johanna Nielsen from Sweden who had won national championships, um, we had a bunch of Swedish girls who were really good. And, um, and then there was still a couple of those girls on the team that were really good. But I, you know, I, I got to travel my first year. I was like seventh, eighth on the cross country team. And then in track, I got a lot better. And I was like one of the top girls from then on. And I got more scholarship every year. And I came out with a full scholarship. Um, and so it was like, the perfect place where I wasn't a small, I wasn't a big fish in a small pond or in the opposite. I wasn't a small fish in a big pond. I was just like. Right in the middle there. Yeah. 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 And then, so like, so yeah, when you you talked about like the, the, the low pressure, I mean, is that, did that kind of help you 
like gradually get better, like kind of get better on your own, your own terms, as opposed to like someone that, you know, you have all this, um, like the coach expects all this because you got a full ride the first year and you, you, you may push yourself too fat, too far, too fast. All that was that, did that situation allow you to kind of mature and running a little differently maybe than someone else? I think it did. I think not being a superstar as a freshman in high school, you know, was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. I think not being good until I was like, and I think there's, there's many ways to do it. Um, and every way is like good in its own right. Mm -hmm. But my specific way, the way I did it, like just like continuously got better and like really found my stride when I was like very mentally and physically mature was like, yeah. Awesome. Cause I don't know, like if I would be honestly mentally mature to run and train for marathons when I was, you know, out of college, um, just because like, yeah, I always had drive, but like, I also like had other like things that I thought I was in a hurry to do, like mm -hmm. travel and, you know, explore and like party and sure. yeah, meet people and be out there. So like, that was me as like a girl in her twenties. That's yeah. what I kind of really prioritized, even though I always trained for things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the training was still there. Cause you were, you were obviously getting better. So it's not like you were just like partying it up and going the opposite direction. I mean, you were, you were, you're definitely um, advancing, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then, so like through, cause in, this is the run eat sleep show. So I often kind of talk about, you know, our relationship to food a little bit. Um, and you've said before that you struggled with your relationship to, with food at one point um, to like, to fast forward, like you'll take two weeks off and you get to do whatever you want and kick your feet up and relax and, and not judge yourself. Um, but could you talk a little bit about your, your journey with food? Because I think with us, there's extremes, um, but then there's also people that just like have they don't know like if they should feel guilty about certain things you know um in yeah, with yeah. with training or whatever but could you yeah, talk yeah. about that a little bit yeah my dog's like trying to like what kind of dog um she's just a mutt she's like um she's a really cute mutt but it's like i don't know what she's doing but she's making a lot of noise <laughs> it's like right now, like right now of all times no, always. Like, she's always just chill. But I'm like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Um, okay, so relationship with food. Yeah, so, so complicated and deep and, and, and intricate um, for everyone, I think, just because mm -hmm. there's so many things that go into it. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I am built like an, like an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. Like, by no means am I built like, like, for example, my dad was a hundred pounds, um, you know, when he was in his thirties mm -hmm. <laughs> and running road races, like he was tiny, right, um, yeah, thin guy, thin. Yeah. Always. He was always like that. And I wore my dad's clothes when he was a professional athlete, he saved his Nike clothes because he was sponsored by Nike and I could wear them in middle school. <laughs> and I like rocked them. I love them. But it was like, it was like a stark difference. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm athletic built, you know, mm -hmm. and um, that's just who I am. And so 
I think, you know, in high school, when, when you grow up and you're comparing yourself to all right. these people, all these other girls who you're lining up against and, and running against, it's really easy to, to go to food, like right. I need to be smaller. I need to, you know, be thinner. But so that was, that was me in high school, just like trying to not be who, who I, who I am, who I will yeah. always be. Um, and so, and I, you know, I think too, like, I mean, obviously with athletics and especially with running, you, it, it, I think the narrative for so long probably is and was that like you had to be, uh, the less you weighed, you know, it was easier for you to be faster or something like that. And, um, I mean, you see on the, on the guy's side too, like that they just feel pressure to not, uh, to just be way less, you know? Yeah. Um, and was yeah. that like in, in, even if it's not even said out loud, it's like, you just naturally, especially at that age, like my daughter's 14. And so like, you know, like she, we don't talk about that per se, but it's like, I always try to try to tell her that like, you know, that she's perfect, you know, not, per- I mean, I don't say like perfect the way you are, because then as a 14 year old, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, but like, uh, yeah, don't go too far. It's you know? far but, yeah. yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. You had me when you said that you thought I was pretty, you know, like yeah. that thing, but, um, but you know, like just trying to like have her go out knowing that, you know, that what she is, 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 is who she is not you know nothing exactly. per- perfect good bad whatever it, 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 you are who you are yeah and we like this person you know mm-hmm. um and I, I would i would assume that like in running that could be a little hard to balance that that thought mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um and honestly you know it's I think everyone goes through like these like waves, right? There's sometimes where I'm like so confident and so like happy in my body. And then there's other times where I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, like, especially like when we get nervous for races, like all of these insecurities just pop out and all this negative stuff. Like that's what I learned coaching. Like everyone before Boston was just like, (laughs) negative. And I was like, wait, what? Like what happened? And so like, that was a good learning tool to me because i was like okay i need to stay positive you know (laughs) right because everybody everybody around me is losing it (laughs) yeah exactly i'm like whoa i need to be the one to be the rock right now you know get it together now yeah um so you know i have a really good relationship with food now um Mm -hmm. and but it's a it's a learning process and it will continue to be a learning process this boston i had to taper for five weeks i because I was like, so I trashed my legs. Oh my <laughs> um, so I like started my taper like very early on in hopes of just like recovering. And so by the time I got to the race, I was like, I'm out of shape. You know, yeah. like, I like, like, I wasn't as fit as I normally am. Um, I wasn't like as like my physique wasn't like how I normally feel. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when I start a race or how I would like to, when I start a marathon specifically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but so like, it was really, really actually cool. Like one thing running really brought me was like, I knew I had to like totally accept my body that day. And so like during my warm up, I was like, I just like, was like, I totally accept this body at least if nothing else for the next three hours and I am like this is awesome I am like killing it you know Mm -hmm. and so like running like I really appreciate it because like it brings you to those places where you're like 
you have to do that yeah yeah running is really weird like that it will take you to some spots where you're just like you would have never like yeah. i would have never stumbled a- across i guess some of the thoughts and things that are no. uh, like realizations that i've had um on a run um during just a training block in general or yeah. in a race mm-hmm. or you know after a race you know yeah. before um, a race is probably yeah. like when you really go deep you know yeah. It's like, wait, yeah, like, somebody's like, on, they're like, what's your name? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Not even yeah. Sure. exactly. Um, but I think it's, it's really cool to like to hear like you share um, stuff like that, because it, it's, you know, because um, we all see you on TV um, and in the race and then after the race, you know, but we it's 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 easy to to make it seem like you are different people, you know, and that don't you know, you would you there's no way that Nell thought that before the race. Of course, she's. 100% confident all the way through and that's yeah. it like of course I, what what else would she be other right. than you know maybe human possibly yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool <laughs> and I think um, that is you're right that is like a misconception like people just see me you know and you know I'm more muscular and yeah. so they're like wow you know and I'm like yeah I agree that I'm a badass and I agree that like it takes <laughs> I need to be brave and confident yeah. when I'm out there, but like, that's not me every day. Mm-hmm. And that's not me every minute. And that's, it did take a long time because fake it till you make it mm-hmm. um, to, to, to be there, you know? No, I mean, that's, yeah. It's, it's all work. Like that's running is all is just a journey in, in life is too. Like you just have to, like every day is different. And like, sometimes you just got to accept where you are and mm-hmm. do your best like that day like control what you can control and then right. just go from there um and i guess uh, so and then when it comes to like the your, your relationship with food i thought it was really cool to hear that like it was almost uh somewhat out of necessity that you changed your relationship with it because you out of after college you didn't go to the road running you kind of started leaning into triathlon right mm-hmm. um so like the necessity of like, this is a lot of training kind of like led you to say, oh, I need to figure out this food thing. So you kind of switched it more to like um, negative about like food, like it just being food that you didn't need to eat or whatever weight wise, you looked at it as fuel. And has that like, how, how did that help you change that perspective to food as fuel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as a triathlete, like I was just doing so much volume that, yeah. you know, I, I, you have to make mistakes. Right. And I think, I think it was, I was, it was good that I made those mistakes where like, I didn't feel after a six hour ride um, because I was whatever, trying to lose weight maybe or something or whatever my mindset was that day and um, couldn't train the next day, you know, or my training suffered the next day. And then you realize like, okay, I can't do that. And then you eat some food the next time and you're like, wow, I trained hard the next day, you know, And and it really makes it, clear and apparent that like food is your friend and yeah. um you need it yeah so like just before we like leave out i don't want to beat a dead horse on that but like when so what would you say to like some of the like if there's you know um high school athlete girl or boy listening right now or just someone that's kind of like up in the air not really understanding like where they should go with the food thing because they feel bad to eat some carbs every now and then or whatever mm-hmm. what would you say to those people if they if you could talk to them now about food. Um, I mean, one thing I would say that I think is important when you're in that, when you're in that spot or you're having a hard time or 
with food is that it's, it's okay that you're in that spot. First of all, like it's not, you're not wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. Um, and it's something that is going to evolve and and it's something that, you know, you need to, you need to work on, um, and, and learn from and make mistakes. But like, I think as long as you're, you're working on it, then you'll, you'll, you'll be okay. And you'll get to that spot. But I think there's no forcing, you can't force anything. Um, you know, I think you, that you should seek out help and, um, but, you know, I think, I think accepting yourself is the most important thing, which is the hardest thing. So it's like so hard to say, you know, accept yourself for, for who you are. Um, I think that's really what it comes down to. And, you know, like play to your strengths. Like that's what I learned. Like, okay, actually I'm going to use my body Mm -hmm. to my advantage because like I have I, I have strengths and that's awesome. Um, so if that, yeah, no, no, that, no, that's good. No, you're like, yeah. um, no, I, I think that that's, that's perfect too. I mean, cause it's, it was a few different points, you know, and I think that that's the thing about our, our relationship with anything, you know, in our lives, just like there's, there's no one thing that's going to fix it. Like you kind of have to make your own um, like build your own philosophy around certain things to kind of make it work. Like, I stopped drinking in like 2017 and I had to go about it like a different way than maybe somebody else did. That mm-hmm. was maybe in a very similar situation, you know? Um, but it, but it did have to, it, it, it came with acceptance. Like you had mm-hmm. to, you can't, um, you have to be uh, like, stop for a moment and just be honest, like as with yourself of like where you actually are. Like, it doesn't mean you have to be like super proud of it that day. Mm-hmm. But like you have to just accept it like you before Boston this year, you you accepted like exactly where you were, you know, mm-hmm. and that's all you could do. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, then you'll just, you know, that that just isn't going to work out in a marathon or like in life. You just have to you got to accept and then move forward, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's all it's all a journey. It's all learning experiences and it's all going through the lows. Right. Bring you out of it. Um, and then in somewhere in there, you said that, you know, you look, you look different, you know, when you're, when you line up at a race, you, you look different than, than some of the people that you race against or with. Um, and in one of your posts, you mentioned that, that, uh, someone told you that a young girl saw you and was super inspired because she was able to see herself in you. Um, cause you look different for many different reasons, you know? Um, so in you're, you're a Latina out there and it's, it's not a bunch that are running at that level. Um, so could you, how, what did that mean to you when that, when people say that, cause I'm sure it's not the first time, um, but what, how does that feel? And what do you take from that when, when someone says they're inspired because of the way you look and what you are? Um, yeah, I think it's, I have to, I have to remind myself of, of like how, how important that is mm-hmm. um because especially like you know i know i met some like latino women the other day and i was like i know they were like i know you always talk about kids but like we are also inspired and i'm like yes that's amazing um and i talk about kids because like they're so extremely impressionable mm-hmm. and if they can even like be inspired by any female athlete or whoever they whatever their passion is um mm-hmm to be 
in that position, it's like, I'm like super honored and it inspires me and it motivates me. And, um, like anything I can do, I, I like cannot believe I'm in this position mm-hmm. to do that. Um, so it's, it's honestly, it's everything. Like when I, if I'm like, if I'm like having a bad day and like, I get a message, I'm like, boom, mm. shut, like stop your bad mood. And just like, <laughs> you're in this incredible position. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, cause yeah, definitely like representation matters. Like on, um, you know, when it comes to like, um, like you being a Latina woman, mm-hmm. um, it's like, we don't know, like, I'm not famous by any means, you know, whatever, but just, well, we'll see. Um, but after this, you will be, after this, yeah. this, yeah, this, yeah. this is going to be, this is the stepping stone to you be, actually being famous. So you, you're welcome now. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm here for you. Um, but you know, like the, just simply seeing, you know, for like somebody seeing me, do whatever I do, which is not like a bunch, but just seeing that little, little small things like definitely helps in kind of um, gives people, you know, the like, I want to do that too, or I could do that. Even if I don't want to do it, like I, that's cool to see that, that someone's out there doing that, but it just must mean uh, like a ton to, you know, the young girl that's, you know, that is running track that is maybe not built like everyone else on the team um, mm-hmm. and feels like that's a negative, but then they then sees you, that's like built the same way or similar that's like okay that's cool like i can i can i can accept my body the way it is at this point you know and work on however it works you know and then also just representing from the the nationality standpoint it's that's huge like especially in this sport that that we you know running is is i mean it's a very white sport you know and it's getting better but it's still like that that moment when you have to realize that like just little small um, rep- like small representation points are, can do so much, you know, and even if it's like, I'm sure that there's, it's not just girls either. It's like, there's people everywhere that are looking mm-hmm. like, wow, that's really dope that she, uh, that she's running like this and she is who she is and she's not changing and she's not trying to fit in. Like it, she's just doing her thing. And I'm, I'm super um, inspired by it as well. So I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right back at you, man. I think, I think what you're doing is awesome. Um, I'm, I'm glad I could inspire you. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, so I just kind of want to talk cause you're, you're, so how many marathons have you done? Five so far? Five. Five. Okay. So, um, so the first one was CIM in 2018. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. then, so, and then the last one was 2020 Boston. So could you, because uh, we all go through our like our growth and things like that throughout the way. Like I think your first time was two thirty one thirty three, not too shabby at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And yep. then your last one was two twenty five twenty seven. Very different course though, but uh, right. <laughs> a little yeah. different. Um, <laughs> but like, can you talk to me about like the difference, like versus those, so, like the thoughts and the feelings of that first one to the last one? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, the first one, you know, like. I definitely trained for, like, I definitely trained hard for, but I didn't, um, I didn't, you know, that was a carefree marathon. That was Mm -hmm. like, let's find out what marathons are all about. Let's, um, learn from this experience Mm -hmm. and let's like move forward. Here's my dog. She's like being super needy. (laughs) (laughs) There she is. (laughs) 
Um, but you know, so like I, I was, I was very happy after my first marathon. I was very happy after CIM, but every marathon, like I invested more time into it. I had, you know, it was just like, they just get more. I just learn something different from every single one. This last one being, I definitely learned the most from. Um, and so I think they get more like special as you go mm-hmm. uh, and, and as you go deeper into the sport. What, so what you said, you learned the most out of this last one. What, what, what is the, what are some of the things you learned from this one that you were kind of surprised maybe that you learned? Oh man, I would say like your bit, like the cliche, like I know a lot of people say this, but like your buildup does not have to be perfect mm-hmm. um, to run a really good race. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was important. Like you don't, you cannot like, you know, if you have a couple bad workouts in a row, like don't panic, you know, yeah. like just keep on going through it. Keep on putting yeah. the effort in, keep on putting yourself in a position to do well, regardless of like how it's going. And then, so, but like, I've heard people say that before, where it's like you, um, you know, one or two workouts doesn't make the training block, you know, no, no one, two, three, four runs make the entire training block. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a long process. Yeah. But like going into a, a, a marathon, it maybe not with you with the best, um, training, right. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what, what are like, so what's the equation? Like, what's, what do you think that kind of gets you from like not having the best experience in this, in this buildup to converting like that into a, a, a good marathon still. Cause that's, I mean, we, we hear it as amateurs and all that. And I think we may even experience it sometimes, but from your standpoint, like what's that thing that was like covers the, the gap effort effort. Well, if the effort's there, like mm-hmm. in your workout, say in your thresholds, your 10, Oh, 15, got it. Your got paces, it. If you put the effort in, like my effort was there the whole build. Mm. Like I had, very high effort. Um, very like got, I think I missed one. I actually only missed one workout due to like just being too fatigued, but so I finished almost every workout. Um, the effort was there. And so once you basically, you know, taper, um, go to sea level, you know, get in the race, have those nerves, like that all translates over. And, yeah, because I think yeah, because I because I, I was thinking from a different side, but it's like, um, because often we all you know we're all, always thinking about times, um, paces, obviously, and yeah. you got to hit your paces, all yeah. that. And so on those days, like say so if, if if for your athletes, so if on those mm-hmm. days where they're supposed to hit this this pace or you know this uh, range, and they can't get to it how do you position that to to kind of lean into the thought of effort because it's hard to be okay with it you know like oh yeah process it's like you feel like you're failing a workout it's like hard to back off and think about it differently so what's your advice on switching from maybe being so spot on a time to effort yeah i would say looking at the big picture and knowing like all the factors that go into every workout Mm -hmm. um like sometimes like that great day just isn't there so like just so just you like, or you're like, it's like windy outside. Like when I write paces for my athletes, they're like, oh, I'm so upset. I didn't hit the paces. And then like, I end up talking to them. I'm like, well, you ran in a torrential downpour, <laughs> yeah. like 80 mile gust. Yeah. I'm like, 
no, I didn't expect you to hit the pay. I wrote that for a perfect day, you know, right. like, so just like knowing that like we're human, you can't control everything. There's a bunch of factors going into it, not getting discouraged by it um, is super important for training. Yeah, I have no, I cannot tell you how many times I've done that. Like I've, <laughs> I've raced in a, like a, just a terrible condition, <laughs> like of a race and in PR'd the PR the race, but then was like upset because I was definitely more fit than this. And yes. Yeah. My time didn't show it. And then like, they're like, the, the wind was, why would you even think that this was like, why are you upset? But you yeah. just can't, I can't help it. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're putting. Yeah. So, and like, it, I, it even happens to me sometimes and I have to be like, okay, it was windy. It was windy. It was windy. But you know, do you find, do you have, do you, since you've run Boston twice, do you have to do that with the time of uh, the Boston marathon too? Like to say like, I'm much more fit than, you know, this time. Of course. Yeah. I mean, like I can say like, okay, had X, X, X happened. Like, I think I could have run this, mm -hmm. but you know, anyone that's going to Boston, I'm like, let's, let's first understand what Boston is. Like yeah. maybe it's not a PR course and that's okay. Like I would have been happy this Boston if I had just run a solid race and like maybe run sub two thirty. I would have been happy and like moved on. Mm -hmm. And so now that we're sort of, so we could talk about Boston a little bit. Um, you, so 2021, um, I think one of the things that you were focusing on during the race was covering moves. Um, mm -hmm. in, instead of like speed, you know, like and just going all out and it, and you you were probably everyone was trying to cover your moves at that point because <laughs> you ran right, it yeah. a little differently. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, so what was the if, if covering the moves was somewhat of a theme for 2021? What was the theme for 2022 for you? Um, I would say finishing the race um, with a sol solidly, like just okay. like finishing the race, <laughs> um, like getting through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did did like coming because like so you not like to make it like ha they have to match or whatever like parallel, but you know going to college you didn't have like a ton of expect or university going ton of expectation from like anyone because um, mm -hmm. you because you're a walk on. Did that same type of mentality kind of did that help you going into this Boston? I mean, even though you were first American woman last year too, did you feel pressure uh, because of that? Um, and then also, did you feel less pressure on yourself um, because of the way the training block went? You know, that's kind of two questions, but yeah, um, yeah. No, I think I, I didn't. I, I actually took the pressure completely off myself because of the training block, mm -hmm. and then it worked out perfectly because the race took the pressure off of me because of the other competitors who were in the race. Mm -hmm. so I didn't feel any pressure. I mean, like, yeah, there are like I have like friends and family who are like, I'm so, you know, coming to watch me or I'm so excited to watch you crush. I know you're going to do well, which, you know, sometimes you're like, Ooh, that's a lot of pressure, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I was able to rein it in and be like, okay, like I don't have any expectations for placement. I don't have any expectations for time mm -hmm. um, because of the amazing field I was running in. So it allowed me to just like, kind of like run my own race, which yeah. is awesome. Um, and just to bounce around a little bit too, cause I know you are a coach as well. Um, and what, what's, what I'd like to ask some of the people that are on the show that are also coaches, like what's one thing that you, a couple things that you've learned 
because of your coaching that you've then implemented into your running? Um, I think honestly, a lot of it is um, just like, a lot of it is trusting the process. Mm -hmm. So like, I know that my athletes have to trust the process and they have to trust me because sometimes they get nervous and yeah. they're like, I need to run more. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, don't do that. You know? Yeah. Um, so like knowing, like trusting that, um, staying positive, um, not reacting to every good day and not reacting to every bad day. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. I think those are the three things that like, I really learn from my athletes because I see them do it. And I'm like, Oh, but they're doing so great, but they forgot about their amazing workout they did two days ago because yeah. they just had a bad workout. I'm like, they're yeah. so fit, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, runners, yeah, runners, or I think just people, I was gonna say runners, but people like have a real tendency to like on a bad day of something, you know, just completely like down ourselves, go extra, you know, deep mm -hmm. down into the pity party or whatever. Um, like as if you don't jump up and down every time you do something amazing, like great. Like if you're not screaming and doing laps around, you know, just because you're so awesome, then don't like do the, don't do the opposite of that. Like on a bad day, like don't exactly. drag yourself through the mud, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're tired. So, so like, so did you have, did you have runners in, uh, in Boston? Somewhere? Yeah. I had about a dozen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I said a dozen. I had about a dozen. Yeah. Oh, sorry. friend <laughs> <laughs> just came inside. Um, yeah. So you, so, so what was that like? What did you, did you think about them at all? Like, I mean, if they're listening, that's, it's okay if you didn't, but did you think about them at all? Like during your run, like, did you have like a random thought? Like, I wonder how, <laughs> um, probably. Yeah. I have a lot of random thoughts during marathons. Oh, I think we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely thought about them. Definitely. Like the morning of the race, they were definitely in my mind. And after the race, they were definitely in my mind. And like probably during the race they were, but like, I don't have, I can't, have, I don't have any specific memories. Yeah. yeah. Dude, what's the, just because I'm random, what's the like craziest thing you've thought about like during a race that almost like surprised you? Like, what? What am I doing? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I don't, I can't, I have no idea, but like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Many, many of them. <laughs> yes. Like random things. Like, like probably during Boston, I was probably like, oh, I forgot to call Sue back who needs a check for my website. You know, like things yeah. like that, where I'm like, this is not the time. No, you it's know? not. Is, like, well, yeah, like, I mean, I guess though, like, cause I've, I've been on like a, like a, a training run or whatever that was supposed to be difficult. And I mean, it was, but like, I found myself thinking about like other things in like the last interval. And to yeah. me, that's a good sign because yeah, okay. I mean, maybe you should be focusing, <laughs> maybe, Yeah. but at some point though, it's like, well, I'm not like in pain cave right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of able to think about like what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's it's opposite of like be present, but you know, it's a good no, thing. I agree. Cause like the last, definitely the last five <laughs> of Boston this year, I was daydreaming and I was like out of it. And then I would come back and I would be like, Oh no, no, I need to go back. I need to get back out of it. Oh yeah. 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 This is not good. Yeah. Back this out. is not good. Yeah. It's not good to be present right now. Yeah. yeah. Abort. Abort. <laughs> yeah. Like on this Hill, it's okay to think about Sue in the check yeah. and how much yeah. it was supposed to be for, you yeah. know, yeah. and what you're going to say to her when you talk to her again, right. because like, Hey, I, I know the checks supposed to be there, but yeah. Sorry, Sue. You make know, up, yeah. make up your story. I was running a race, you know, something like that. 
exactly i think she'd believe you exactly yeah <laughs> um and so like let's let's can we talk about like strength training too because if, if someone goes to your um goes to your your instagram it's a lot of a lot of training a lot of like in the gym strength training so how much do you um i mean obviously it's a big part of your life and career because a lot of runners like you you ask them like, hey what do you do like for like like cross training and it's like i don't do that much you know i just run um which is fine because it works for some people but why has like strength training been such a part of your life in your career um i i think it it must have just you know i got really into strength training because my friends were ocr obstacle course racing athletes mm. and i got I was an obstacle course racer for a little bit. And so like really ramped the strength training up. I actually, I, I owned a gym before that became a thing though. So like basically what happened was I did strength training after college. Cause like, I don't know. I just gravitated towards yeah. it. Yeah. And I think because of the way I looked it just gets even like people yeah. ask me about it, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, it becomes a thing that I'm like yeah. strong. <laughs> and yeah. so it naturally progresses into like, Nell's the strength girl, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I have, I got really into it and I think, which was really important for my career because I think I have this enormous base of strength where like mm -hmm. now I can kind of like back off um, and kind of like do more like running specific, a little bit lighter, a little bit mm -hmm. like more, you know, like not quite as intense strength, but I still get a major benefit from it because right. I have that big strength background and I didn't skip any steps. Right. Like during, during a training block, you're able to, to, to drop the weights a little bit, um, and still get a lot of benefit during the high mileage as well. Like, cause I mean, some people probably, during the higher mileage things, they have to kind of pull back on the strength training because it's maybe not, um, like it's like in their DNA, not DNA, but like, it's just not built in at this point. Mm -hmm. But so you're probably able to, to strength train much longer into like a training block, maybe than someone else mm -hmm. because right. of like the background. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And it's probably intimidating too. Like you get to the start line and you know, you yeah, like no, I'm trying to definitely like, yeah. like I know they're looking at my guns, you know, yeah. like, Oh, I know. I know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I've never. I, you don't. You don't wear arm sleeves on purpose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. You know, the sun's out, guns out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, I made the mistake. I wore sleeves in Boston, and I still had like this weird like tan. Oh. Yeah. Because the sun was out that day, and it was like one sided. That's the one thing about. That's the bad thing about point to point is like you're one gonna side. get one side. One yeah. Side. Yeah. Yeah. Did you wear those just to look cool, or why'd you go with the arm sleeves? Well, I feel like your tone. I feel like you're trying to make fun of me right now, and yeah. it's working because I feel yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want you to feel terrible. <laughs> no, I think um, – <laughs> so I think I wore them for my first race because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, because it does. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like Elliot Kipchoge wears yeah. them. Like, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yes, what? I'm definitely putting these on. Who am I? Who am yeah, I yeah. to say that they shouldn't be worn? <laughs> right. Um. No, I wore them the first time, and I put my gels in the oh, in the sleeves nice. for the first the first time. So then it's like this is the thing; like I have to wear them, you yeah. know. Yep. And so it just continued that, and yep. I wore them again. 
And I don't know now, though, if I could go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I Man. think I don't wear them for shorter races, like five Ks or anything like that, because no. I think then I think you're. It's kind of ridiculous. It's a little overboard. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was chilly that day a little bit, right? Um. I'm yeah. 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 Like chilly enough to like people were like, like chilly enough to be like, yeah, he might be wearing arm sleeves, but like probably just because of the style factor dang it yeah dang it. i just <laughs> knew i knew now I'm gonna, ne next time i race now i'm gonna have to think about it like no no i like it though embrace it just seriously, oh, it's, like it's, it. it's far too late now no yeah. like you, i've already you've already sold the seed of doubt and here we are yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> and uh one thing you said like too about uh, if we could get off my arm sleeves that'd be great yeah. um it, one, one thing you talked about before was like small progress like making small progress and how like big of a role that played like in your career and you know you've been able to just take to chip away at things as opposed to like you know this big jump because all of us want like this really big jump like we want this one training block to go so well that we PR by like 20 minutes mm -hmm. um and we're happy with that but like can you talk to me too about like your mindset on that small progress and how we could benefit from that instead of looking for the big thing Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, if you, if you start too with too much effort, too much volume that you're not ready for, and you start here, uh, where are we? You're going <laughs> to, yeah, you're going to plateau right here. Mm -hmm. Right. And not only are you going to plateau, but you're going to be discouraged because mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to keep on PRing a little bit, a little bit. And you're like, you're mentally going to be like, man, like I should just give up. I'm not getting better. Whereas if you start down here, where are we? You can just keep on going up and up and up. So yeah. you have to think of the long term picture and you have to be patient. Um, because, you know, this isn't, this is like, you can have a long career in marathons. Yeah. Like yeah. when you, when you start them and you can keep getting faster into your mid forties. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's take advantage of that whole thing. Yeah. And speaking of getting faster in your, in your mid forties um, or just like, you know, towards your forties, cause you're 34 yeah. four right now. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and what don't, um, <laughs> don't say the wrong word. I know. I'm like, you're, so you're, 39 right now yeah. Yeah, i'm like oh um, my god is he gonna say 40 <laughs> you're like, getting close yeah um, <laughs> like end of interview this is yeah i'm like experience. i liked him but no yeah this was cool until right <laughs> yeah. then um i was trying to get i was gonna try to get you back on the on the arm sleeve thing but you know i had to i had to try to save the episode save the episode right um so you uh, this is so two things number one like i believe you, that's you're so right because you look at like you know sarah hall and um it seems like 42 and you look at um that kira damato she's 39 um so it's like you can obviously you know just kind of chip away and and have fun and and keep working and it, it works out and so you have definitely a long road ahead of you which is just dope to see because how much you're doing already um but then also you tried you tried to finish um the, to do like the Kira D'Amato like finish line thing oh I tried yeah you tried have you have you have you thought any more about that like are you gonna so what I'm talking about for people listening or watching if you don't know 
Kira D'Amato, when she came across the finish line, I think it was like in Houston, maybe Chevron or something like that. Mm-hmm. Was it? And she crossed the finish line, like with her arms, like like an airplane. And she just like, she looked sweet going through. And then, um, and yeah, she looked good going through. And then now in 2020, 2021, Boston, um, you didn't, you tried, but it didn't really work out because it's a different course too. So you had to deal with a little bit, a little different you know, mm-hmm. stuff than she did. So are you going to try to perfect this, this finish line? this finish line pose i perfected it i did it you did it i didn't do it last october because i tried that was when i tried but it didn't work i i did it i could retire early i could die happy yeah this finish line i mean let's see some photos they're good yeah they're good okay cool cool, cool. yeah i'm happy well i'm well i'm proud that we i'm proud that you got to this point um now you just gotta now you just gotta do something next time you gotta like go like jumping through or something like you gotta you gotta keep one up in it oh my gosh i, Slow, am, I yeah i started working on my touchdown dance like right after boston this one also if you if <laughs> if you do a touchdown like type celebration at the yeah. next marathon it's gonna happen i don't know <laughs> like if the world can take it like i think i know i, know. I think that like all the pictures on all the magazines will be like in the middle of this dance and it's gonna be the best thing ever and <laughs> You'll be able to say, like, I really announced this whole thing on yeah. the Run Eat Sleep show. Mm-hmm. So check it we'll out because be famous. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm a little farther ahead than you are right now, but we'll be right. that touchdown dance will probably level it up. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> so I just want to say, you know, number one, you know, like I said it earlier, you inspire so many people. Um, and thank you so much for sharing on um, many things, you know, about your relationship with food, uh, about, you know, looks, um, about leaning into who you are as a person and accepting that and then working with all the strengths and things that you have instead of, you know, trying to downplay them to be someone else that you're not. Um, so thank you so much for that. But then also just thanks for representing, you know, um, you know people of color in the space because uh, it means just more than you, you know, more than you know. So I want to say thank you for that. But then if you could just leave us with something, maybe um, whatever you feel like, whatever's on your heart to tell people that are out there that are, you know, training and trying to get better and um, use running as a as a platform to uh, just improve themselves as an all around human being. Um, I honestly would just tell anyone that is a runner is has aspirations to, to do anything. Um, I would just tell them like, you belong just as much as I belong, like specifically to like runners in the running community. Like every single person has their part in the running community. And so like, just know that they're like a very important part of it and that like they belong. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that that's, that's perfect. I mean, cause sometimes it's easy to, you know, be one of the few, in a big situation and um, know that you want to be there, that you worked hard to be there. uh, But then also like somewhere way back, like you don't really feel like you belong there. Like you feel like an outsider. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, if you, whoever you are and what you are is people connect for so many different reasons. Um, And it may be the, it may be, it may not be the obvious reason that you think that they connect with you because of, you know, so just be yourself, lean into it because it's, it's, it's what you do. And that's why we all like watching you win. So Thank uh, you. Yeah. keep going to congratulations you. on all the success. And if you're still watching this, make sure that you please 
run, eat, sleep, and repeat. Awesome. Thank you, Nell. Yeah, thank you. Ending now. Thank you, thank you so much, Nell, for hanging in there and, and let me interview you and having a great time. Um, really took a lot from this conversation. Hopefully you did too. Make sure you follow the Run, Eat, Sleep show on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast because the more you subscribe and the more you share and the more you post about this episode and the ones before this, the easier it is for me to keep going, the easier it is for me to keep getting good guests and all that good stuff. So thanks so much for support. Make sure that you run, eat, sleep, and repeat and subscribe. Peace out. Run well. Live amazing.